Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Marty Florence. She is a host, choreographer, and the founder of Real Talk Community. How are you doing today, Marty? Hey, I'm so great. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, the honor and the pleasure is all mine, honestly. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, let's jump right in then. So as I mentioned, you're a professional host, you're a choreographer and the founder of Real Talk Community. You have quite a bit of experience working in the entertainment industry. How did you get into the world of being a professional host and turn that into a career? Mm-hmm. So I've been a competitive trained dancer for 20 years and I found bar mitzvah dancing actually performing in an interactive way at a at bar mitzvahs with my entertainment company in 2012 okay and so it that really stemmed my performing life so from there I was just networking and I was meeting other people who were also in the performing dance world and I just I, I got myself out there so for five years I became a professional dancer And yeah, I was just, I was in a circus company. I was a magician's assistant. I was a background actor in movies and TV shows. I opened for Prince Harry. I was in MMVAs. I was in music videos. And so it really, yeah, it was really about, you know, bringing my energy and networking. So I started as, yeah, a dancer in the field. And then at a bar mitzvah, at an event, I was past the microphone. (laughs) <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and it was like, you know what? It wasn't a bar mitzvah. It was actually with the same company, but it was like a Valentine's Day school dance. So okay. it was a little bit more, you know, like casual. And I, mean, I was in my element. I've been doing interactive dancing for so long. I've been a dance teacher and I was past the microphone and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm so ready to be this, a dancer. I know what I'm doing. Let's now bring in my personality into this. So that really sparked my hosting world. Yeah. yeah. And so from there, I kept hosting events and yeah. figuring out my way of, of that uh, title and that experience. And I ended up, you know, networking my way to be an audience coordinator for CTV. So I was a backup okay. audience coordinator for the social in the Maryland Dennis show in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. And I just, I, it's so cool to naturally see this progression from dancer to host and also to choreographer. You know, I was slowly asked to choreograph different things. I've choreographed um, a musical for kids and, you know, a fashion show, music videos, just a bunch of different things that, you know, it was was the next step as a dancer. I just felt a next kind of upper role that was naturally happening. So really cool how my, yeah, my dance world really 
integrated me into the next level of being an entertainer. Amazing. What's your favorite part of your job as a professional host? Meeting people. Yeah. Literally meeting people is my hobby. I love it. I thrive off of it. I'm an extreme extrovert. Like I love meeting new people, feeling out different vibes and personalities and, you know, opinions and interests. I like meeting, meeting people is my favorite thing to do. And that's my favorite part about, about what I do. How did your journey into choreography begin? I mean, did you start and train as a dancer as a child? So I started dancing when I was four. Oh, wow. And from four to 18, I did 10 hours of intensive training every week. And I'm really glad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really glad my parents put me into competitive dance because it really taught me discipline and quality and teamwork and time management these stronger kind of values and ideals that I learned along the way that helped me now so much so yeah I've been dancing my whole life and for five years I've been a professional performing dancer okay and I never thought I would leave the phase of get me in that costume get me on that stage yeah but after five years it was kind of a natural just progression of you know what I'd rather create this piece then be in it or do both interesting yeah so I felt a bit more ready to be a leader yeah so I've so for example for CTV I've choreographed a few different flash mobs and performances there where I also perform in it okay and so with Toronto Rock as well I was a cheerleader yeah for the lacrosse team and the second year I got asked to choreograph and make a full dance and 10,000 people saw my choreography that day like it was really special and all these things kept confirming you know the the title of a choreographer yeah how long have you been a choreographer now I mean I kind of say like a dance teacher slash choreographer because they kind of bleed into each other right probably for eight years now and what has personally been your favorite gig to work on as a teacher choreographer I love choreographing the musical that I do it's grade four to six at a private school and it's so (laughs) fulfilling it's so beautiful to see you know these young kids ready for action they have so much energy they're ready to be silly and watching their progress from you know we teach them singing acting and dancing from scratch a lot of them don't have previous experience and they get on stage and they shine and it's so (laughs) cool to watch them be confident and learn and just excel at this new skill. It's so fulfilling. So I've done that for six years now. And I've done, you know, Shrek, Annie, Little Mermaid, Grease. It's been so much fun. I, uh, I love that. That was an answer I did not expect. Because I know you've done some work <laughs> with some on some fairly big projects. And like you said, you you choreographed for the, the Toronto Rock. And that was not an answer I expected. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's It's really special to be working with the kids and watch them grow. It's so fulfilling. But I mean... Every choreography gig I've had is so unique and amazing. And I'm so grateful. The Toronto Rock was unbelievable that I got to, you know, perform with my choreography in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. That was unbelievable. And that got me, that got me the CTV gig to Uh, choreograph at CTV. And then that got me the audience coordinator gig at CTV. So (laughs) So one really what I've leading into the other. That's literally what I've learned is one thing always flows into the next. Can you tell us a bit more about some of the other projects you've had the opportunity to work on as a choreographer? As a choreographer, I actually have choreographed a Magic Mike show. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I've also, you know, choreographed an amazing production for charity that is an adult choir and they raise money for charity. And actually last year I was hired for the first time with them and it ended up being COVID. So I choreographed a full production virtually. Wow. That must've been interesting. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And I, I choreographed continuously Girl Power, which is a teen girl singing group. And I love bringing the spark out of them. That's amazing. Really, you're, you're, you know, you're giving back so much, especially to those, those young kids. I think that's incredible. It's, it's such an amazing thing to be able to give back like that and see that in kids and help kids get to that point. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful and fulfilling just to bring my energy and expertise to help others. Yeah. I really, it really flipped for me in COVID my perspective. It was, you know, I've done so much for me. I was a dancer. I wanted to be a host. I wanted to do these things. Yeah. But it flipped to like, okay, what really matters? It's, it's about helping others. That's right. That's right. It's, I think a lot of people came to that realization through this whole COVID mess that we've been in. And it's amazing Definitely. to see the, the shift and, and the flip in narratives with people and them, I guess, awakening, for lack of a better term, and seeing that it's not all about them and it's about helping others and giving back in any way you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? It's a great question. Network, meet as many people as you can and stay confident. I'd say, you know, stand out and be humble. So, you know, 90% of what I've done is through who I know. Yeah. So it really is about networking. Social media helps so much. Kind of put yourself out there. Hey, yeah. show people, you know, your choreographer, your dancer, and put that out there so you're on your network's mind, you know, for yeah. different things and, and keep connecting with people, reconnect with people. I just got hired for a flash mob. I choreographed for 30 employees to surprise their boss for his birthday. <laughs> and the girl who hired me, I haven't seen her for 10 years since high school. And she's just seen over the years what I post. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, standing out, but also making genuine connections Yeah. because people want to work with, you know, people they want to have on set that day or to make these memories happen. So it's about, you know, pursuing with passion, knowing it's so possible and figuring it out as you go as it's hard with COVID to meet people. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. But what we are in control of, for example, is social media. Yes. That's something we can't control or, you know, reaching out to somebody. I also say advice is try everything. I really just, you know, tried so many different things and I was like, I like this And I don't like this about this exact, you know, opportunity. So you learn what's worth your energy and what you would rather do. So it's really about putting yourself out there, staying confident, running with passion and meeting people. For sure. You never know who's watching, right? That's right. Does artistic ability run in your family? Is anyone else in your family into dance or the arts or anything of that sort? Yeah. My mom was a dancer growing up. Now she's a fitness instructor. Oh, okay. Yeah. My dad is super musical. My my siblings and I, there's four of us. We all went to elementary arts school and okay. arts high school, ah, okay. which really instilled that confidence and that art, you know, love in yeah. us. 
we haven't watched sports. We go to musicals. So, <laughs> so that's been definitely integrated into my life. What is it that inspires or lights you up most about being a choreographer and dancer? People. Yeah. People. I love community. Community is just my favorite thing. I love walking into a room and feeling the warmth and the smiles and the energy and getting to know people. That experience itself, meeting people through what I do is my favorite thing. That's what lights me up. Like, I can't wait to get out of bed every day. And who am I going to meet today? What amazing conversation <laughs> am I going to have today? That's my favorite thing. Community truly is key. You can't, we can't lose with community. You can only win and we thrive with it. It's, there's no other way. A hundred percent. You're right. It's about bringing people together, sharing that energy that is magical when you bring people together. And I, yeah, I love creating a piece that everyone's involved in. Everyone feels confident doing, you know, I actually pride myself on choreographing very simply, but very bold. Yeah. For example, in, in adults flash mob where, you know, no one's a dancer. I make them feel confident at the end by doing simple moves that are very bold and strong. You know, a very particular, if it's a simple move, it's going to be a very particular hand, like you're going to, or an arm placement that will look like everyone's in sync. And I really, you know, choreograph to the words and the beat and the feel of the music that people can't not get into it. And I make sure everyone feels really comfortable with, you know, continuing to practice and leave rehearsals so everyone feels good to then perform. That's a skill set in itself, making people feel Mm. comfortable especially when it comes to dancing and dancing in front of others. It's a vulnerable thing. Yeah, for sure. Especially if, you know, you didn't grow up doing it. Yeah. What would be your ultimate dream gig as a choreographer? As a choreographer, that's a great question. Ultimate dream gig. That's a great question. (laughs) I really don't know. And I honestly feel like it's good that I don't know because I'm very open. So I'm very open to, you know, whatever comes my way. Yeah. Like this flash mob, like this production, I'm choreographing a kid fashion show for charity uh, in September and, you know, girl power. I'm doing like continuous things with them. And I'm very open to whatever's out there. Hopefully CTV comes back. And so for, as a host, audience coordinating would be my dream job. I was a backup for a year and a half and it was the best job I've ever had. And I was supposed to be there full time and then COVID hit. So that used all of my skills. It used my people skills, my performance skills, my leadership skills, my event planning skills, my time management. It was amazing. So as a host, I know that is my particular dream job. Mm. But as a choreographer, I love flash mobs. (laughs) I love flash mobs. They're so special and unique. It's like no one sees them coming. Yeah. It's so funny because everyone's in their regular clothes. <laughs> and it's a surprise. <laughs> it's, it's literal magic yeah. that I get to create. So, I mean, flash mob for like wedding proposals, that is, it's so magical. I, things like that I love. Okay. Now, you're the founder of Real Talk Community. Can you tell us a bit about that and what Real Talk Community is all about? Absolutely. So in December, I started a Zoom group just to bring people together. I was like, what are we missing right now? Community and connection and socialization. And I started it just to see where it went. And I've done it now for six, seven months. It has been so powerful. It's it's a weekly group for girls on Zoom, 18 to 28. And I lead a full workshop. It's an hour and a half. And it's kind of like a support group. It's almost like group therapy. We're an intimate group, you know, maximum, you know, eight to 10 girls. And we're checking in with each other. It's 
instead of, hey, how are you? It's, how are you feeling today? I lead meditation. And then we do spoken affirmations. Like, I believe in myself and I love myself. And the girls are saying these things on mute in their comfort of their own homes. And it's, it's really special. And then I, I talk about a research topic. And then I lead these really reflective journal prompts that we all share. And that's the magic of it. Because, you know, when all mid-20s girls are sharing these deep thoughts that they may not have even thought of or don't talk about with their daily group of friends, to honestly, to a group of strangers, it's so refreshing because nobody knows you. And it's, it's so powerful. Three girls have said it's better than therapy. Wow. Um, I was going to say that yeah. sounds incredibly powerful. Thank you. It's so special. I didn't even realize how special and important it was going to be. And one girl said, you know, my therapist tells me to journal and I'm like, I don't do it. But when we're doing it together and then we share and we're all mid twenties, you really feel like, wow, I'm not alone. Wow. That's so relatable. Oh my gosh. It's a breath of fresh air. I feel, you know, a weight lifted off my shoulder that somebody else has gone through that, or I can relate so hard. And it really proves that, yeah, you're not alone. We're all in this together. And vulnerability is strength for sure it, it's giving permission when you when you share like that and become so vulnerable with others it, it gives others the permission and and strength to stand up and share their stories as well like you said it's it, it's a realization of hey wait a minute i'm not the only one dealing with this there are others like me who are going through similar things yes exactly and you especially with covid you feel like you're alone in your problems you feel a yeah. very heavy weight into your own life and yes your problems are valid definitely but hearing others you know go through different things is like wow it's an eye-opener and you you just feel comforted yeah so did you start this at the beginning of COVID or before COVID hit middle of COVID so I started this in December I was like you know what we can't go on walks right now we're really isolated socially I took two courses that changed my life and it, it just made me want to continue being the leader in a new way where you know hosting choreography I'm a leader yeah but that's very in the entertainment world and yes it helps it definitely helps people but this is really you know intimate and and it's another level of helping people so yeah I started this in December and it's been such a beautiful journey I started a group and then a girl I haven't spoken to in like four years she joined the first group and she was like, Marnie, I love this. If you need help, let me know. <laughs> and so we've been running it together. I, I, I'm the facilitator mainly. Yeah. We're very yin yang. She yeah. does the social media. She'll, she does the website. She does the emails. But we both do both. And then while I'm leading, she also picks up my slack. She's like, she'll word things in a different way that I didn't. And so we, we really balance each other out. We, we have the very similar mindsets and ideas that I really don't think that this would have continued if I didn't have her to bounce and share energy with. That's beautiful. So do you, is this a weekly thing, a monthly thing? Yep. Weekly? weekly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's weekly and it's really special because girls really look forward to it and you really get closer. You actually, it's really unique the girls are making friendships, deep yeah. friendships through COVID. And can it's anyone very get rare. involved? Right now I have eight, uh, sorry, 10 in my weekly group. Or usually I have eight. Sometimes I have two groups or three groups running. Okay. Um, This month is summer. People are out. So I have one group running and they can, you know, sign up on my website. We go month to month. So for example, right now you can sign up for August and I take, yeah, eight to 10 girls. It's usually Wednesdays from seven to eight 30. And then we'll open up another group, you know, eight 30 to 10. If we meet, if we have overflow. 
Right. And is that realtalkcommunity.ca.com? Where do people go? It's, with it's actually therealtalkcommunity.com. Okay. We had to add the the <laughs> because of the website uh, situation, yeah. but that's where it is. And, and Instagram is the best way to find us as well. It's called at realtalk.community. Okay, perfect. Marnie, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? That's a great question. I'm going to say being an audience coordinator. It really, really was a life changer for me because for five years, I was, you know, a camp counselor, Zumba instructor, bar mitzvah dancer, very youthful and very physical jobs that were so me. But I always had a little bit of anxiety of what am I going to do in the future? Like, where can I fit after this youthful career? And audience coordinating really just uses all of my skills and all of my interests. And it really showed me that I can fit as an adult in this world, in this entertainment world with my energy and my skills. The two audience coordinators are, you know, closer to 40. Yeah. So that was my probably biggest achievement in the entertainment world. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think it's my, it sounds egotistical, but in, in the most humble way, my personality. Yeah. I am, I'm a people person and I also strive for quality. I, you know, execute really strongly, but I'm also a really good listener. So I feel like the balance of both those things, like I can be, you know, I think what makes me stand out is my personable, um, empathetic, caring you know, genuine, authentic personality Yeah, that I'm just, I give my all. And I really think that that shows and I really, I aim for a hundred percent quality. So those things I'm really proud of, of who I am. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? That's a great question. I think it, it's very interesting because I flip flopped around with it. Yeah. And it's, again, like growing up and maturing and just being out in the world, meeting different people and, you know, hearing maybe people who make a lot of money not happy or, you know, people confused with their lives or wanting to change careers or whatever it is. I really think success, in my eyes, it's thriving in a career where you're helping people and making good money. I think all those three, those three is ideal it's you're being paid for your services that are quality yeah. and you are loving everything that you're doing. Yeah. I think I've met so many people who, you know, don't love what they do. And I've met people who do and they seem extra successful. They figured out what gets them out of bed every morning, what fuels their soul. Yeah. And I think that, you know, also getting, getting paid for your, you know, unique skill set in a way that it all comes together. So the, the combination of yeah. those things, I think, is a success. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? You have such great questions. <laughs> you. I think something I've learned is to, is to run with passion. Yeah. You really have to just figure out, not figure out, but like, explore to find out what gets you out of bed every morning what fuels you to go to keep going to just keep thriving and loving life I feel you know there's some people who maybe haven't found 
what they're passionate about oh, for sure or mm-hmm. so i really feel that's what i've learned it's you know go with your gut if something doesn't feel right it's not worth your time yeah um, or your energy and there's so much out there and you can do anything that sounds so cheesy no it's it's so true it's Mm -hmm. it's, i wish more people would wake up and realize that they can accomplish anything in life as long as they put their minds to it and put in the work you can you can you can accomplish absolutely anything in life anything is possible this the sky's the limit absolutely and another thing too i really because i'm a freelancer i really don't know what's next for me most of the time and Having confidence in myself and kind of having trust in the universe of like, you know, I'm I'm raising my vibration. I'm doing the best things I can be doing. I'm putting myself out there and I have to trust. You know, I I just got booked a huge touring gig in the States for hosting. And somebody found my demo reel online. Thank you. Somebody found my demo reel online. I'm like, wow. You know, and now I'm set from September to December, but I didn't know until last week that what I was doing from September to December. So it really is the universe works when you're high vibrating, when you're up and you're passionate and running forward, uh, giving your heart and soul and leading leading with love really truly is, you know, you can't go wrong. For sure. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Such a beautiful question when I'm doing the things that fire me up, when I'm in, you know, a state of just bliss and happiness, whether that's, you know, with family, with friends, traveling in these jobs where I'm thriving, that's really what, you know, fuels me. And what keeps me inspired is people. It's people, it's, it's meeting people. It's seeing other people living their authentic fullest selves gives me permission to also live out loud and be me 1000%. I'm so inspired again, also by, by youth. You know, I just, I was a camp counselor in Costa Rica last week and I was so inspired by these 16 year olds and they were so inspired by me. And it was so beautiful to just exchange that energy and learn from each other. And it, 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 from all the self-development books I've read and all the people I've met, all these ideals are true. It's leading with love and finding what really fuels you to move forward. And something new that I learned was, you know, find those things and then find how your skill can help others. I love it. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? It's a great question. Probably to keep being me because there's a lot of people who are afraid to live their fullest yeah. lives and there's people who you know have their light dimmed or are in a job they don't like or person they want to be and the advice I've been given was to keep shining my light because others need it absolutely I think it's so important you we need to be authentically us and just do it. Just go for it. Just let your light shine as bright as possible because we all have a bright light to shine onto the world. We all have something to give to the world. So just be you and, and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was a turning point in your life and how did it affect you? COVID. <laughs> Nothing to <laughs> <in> the answer. <laughs> I right. was on a high before COVID. Mm. I had seven weekly gigs 
Wow. Like I was choreographing a musical, I was teaching Zumba, I was teaching dance, I was dancing at bar mitzvahs, I was hosting bar mitzvahs, I was audience coordinating, I was doing some influencer stuff. Everything was on a high for me daily. And I was supposed to lead also as a camp counselor tours again in the summer. Yeah. Everything came crashing down. You know, even 2019 was like the best year of my life. Mm -hmm. I worked for TIFF. I was an audience coordinator for CTD's The Launch. I was flown to Miami and New York to dance at bar mitzvahs. It was just an unreal year of, of incredibleness that <laughs> I was just, you know, it, it, it was like, I'm ready for 2020. Let's go. Whatever it's going to show me. COVID, you know, really hit. I had to stop all of my jobs. Yeah. Because they were so in person. That's why I loved them so much. But obviously COVID, you know, if you took it that way, it was a blessing in disguise. I really, it opened my eyes because... You know, especially in Toronto, it's like, hey, what's your name? What do you do? That's always the second question. So you're yeah. always being, you know, people not judge you, but like they think of you as your job. Yeah. And I associated who I was with what I did. Again, because it was my passion. It was my job. It was my social time. It was my hobby. But I was working seven days a week. So when I stopped all, I had to stop all that. It really made me reassess like, who am I outside of work? Yeah. You know, I, I took a step back. I was reading the kind of self-development books, which I probably wouldn't have done. I took courses. I really worked on myself, my emotional, my spiritual, my physical health. Like I've never been in better shape, really. I'm I'm really like putting an emphasis on self-care. And then I was actually on Family Feud and a <laughs> dating show through COVID, but it actually gave me the most anxiety I've ever had in my life. Wow. You know, the shows were super fun to film. But then yeah. watching them after, there was a few things I said, I wish I didn't say. Yeah. And that really overpowered my brain as an extrovert. And now being forced to be an introvert, I'm at home yeah. by myself, overthinking. So, you know, if those things happen when we, I was out and about, I'd be laughing it off and, you know, yeah. just talking it out. Yeah. But this was, you know, those two big media, big media things that happened through COVID gave me anxiety but at the same time I grew through it and we get stronger and for example for real talk I can be more relatable hey I've also been through anxiety you know what I mean I've never really done that I've never had I've never gone through anxiety until COVID so definitely blessings in disguise obviously it was hard to almost have my dream job and then it gets slipped out from under my fingers but yeah. again it just it just turns to gratitude I'm grateful I had a year and a half as an audience coordinator you know grateful that I've I've built a seven page resume for the past five years you know just more gratitude yeah and then building that inner world you know meditation and mindfulness that now when I take on the world again I'm stronger there you go that time for reflection was huge so that's good definitely mm -hmm. what's exactly. one of your favorite quotes everything happens for a reason okay it's definitely one of my favorites. It helps me through the dark times. I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to be a cheerleader and I try, I got six no's from a bunch of different teams in Toronto, you know, and my dad always instilled in us, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It was really hard. I put my all into each of these auditions and I was getting turned away and I believed in myself. I'm like, you know, I, ha I have a dance skill. I have yeah. the, the personality. I hope I have the looks. 
things like that. But I was like, you know, why? It was a blessing in disguise <laughs> because the Toronto Rock was meant for me. Those yeah. other teams, I wouldn't have fit in. Yeah. I really, like, I know, I know some of the girls from the other teams and just hearing about, you know, the ups and the downs from the other teams, my team fit me flawlessly. There and again, it just, it keeps me so hopeful yeah. for the future, knowing that, you know, the universe has our, has our back. The yeah. doors closed and the other one opened for that exact reason that was, I was meant for that. Those other teams, I, my life path wasn't meant, yeah, well, those things weren't meant for my life path. So again, as a freelancer, I can be anxious for the future because I really don't know what's next for me, but it keeps life more exciting. And just having, you know, everything happens for a reason in the back of my mind or to help me through those low moments, those doors closing, it gets me through. And I'm just like, okay, those things happened for a reason. I learned what I learned. I didn't get those things because they weren't meant for me. And we move on. That's right. What's meant for you won't go by you. 100%. What does the word empowerment mean to you? You have such great questions. <laughs> empowerment. I think it's building others up. I think it's giving people the confidence and the encouragement that they, it's sparking. It's bringing a spark out of somebody else. I really think. I love that. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next group of questions will just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Amazing. How would you describe yourself in one word? Authentic. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their heart. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Lead with love. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? <laughs> the one that comes to mind is better when I'm dancing. Okay. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Inner peace and daily happiness. What's your favorite stress-reducing activity? It's a great question. Stress-reducing activity, hanging out, you know, with no makeup on in, in, in like pajamas or whatever yeah. it is, like with the quality people in my life. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? It's hmm, a good question. I would change society's idealistic, you know, ways of, you got to have a job by this time. You got to get married by this time. Uh, and so everyone can just live free. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? <laughs> I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> the last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Entrepreneur Life is? Exciting. Aside from necessities, what's one thing you could not go without? Human connection. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What is your personal motto? My personal motto? I have a few. <laughs> yeah, all right. Give me a couple. Okay. Well, definitely lead with love. Yeah. And, you know, believe in yourself and run with, I always say run with passion. Okay. When you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? I'll eat. I'll call a friend. I will think of gratitude. Something I really bring up in, in real talk is flipping one negative thought to five thoughts of gratitude. Yeah. And it's really, it's really powerful. Beautiful. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? Something that comes to mind is the audience coordinator that gave me the job as a backup. He just saw something in me. I was literally an, an audience member. Yeah. And he saw something in me. 
And yes, I also had a connection there. I knew somebody there also. So, and he gave me these opportunities to choreograph and then to host. And he, he sees this beautiful light in me. And he just brought me under his wing and taught me so many beautiful lessons of life. His kindness is really, really special to me. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Downtown Toronto. I've actually been on a billboard <laughs> in downtown Toronto. <laughs> it was for International Women's Day. <laughs> it would say probably lead with love. That's it's on that, that that sentence is on my mind during this. That's okay. That's uh, during this podcast. Right. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I'd say what comes what comes to my mind is my mom. She's incredible. She has four kids. She is a fitness instructor. She teaches every single day. She's so authentic. She's so passionate and so kind and so sweet. And gent- like she's just, she's a powerhouse. She's been through so much and she's definitely a role model to me. Love it. If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? I used to say Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> but probably be my grandfather that I'm named after. I never got to meet him. And he invented the Sulka brush. And my dad's been running the business for 38 years. And I'm on the package and I'm in the new commercial. It's extra <laughs> special because I'm named after uh, him and he died a month before I was born. Oh, wow. Okay. What gives you the motivation to keep going? It's a great question. I'd say two things. I'd say the enjoyment of what I get to do yeah. and the people I get to meet. I just love what I do and I love the communities within. Yeah. Pe- people and passion, definitely. <laughs> if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? That everything will work out. That's an important one for sure. Mm-hmm. And I even give that to myself now, you know, for the future. Just everything so far has been unbelievably in perfect timing. You know, doors closing, doors opening. And it gives me so much hope and, you know, not anxiety for the future. Just flowing with, you know, how, how life is going. Yeah. And just knowing that whatever is going to be is going to work out. Excellent. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Oh, my gosh, this is so on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) To just spread kindness and give your heart to others, you know, be there for support and stay yourself because the world needs you specifically. Share your light, share your love. And life is about people. Life is about the human connection. And giving your your time, your love, and your energy is the most important gift you can give. Beautiful. Marnie, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us. You are a true inspiration and a testament to that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. You just got to put in the work and you, you are an inspiration. I, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. It's so nice of you to say thank you so, so, so much. I'm so honored to have been on this podcast. It's a thank you for giving me a platform to use my voice and tell my story. It is my pleasure and my honor. I, I mean, without women like yourself, the platform doesn't even exist. So 
I owe the gratitude and thanks to you and all the other women who are part of the Empowerography community. So thank you for being part of the Empowerography community and welcome to the community. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you. Thank you so, so, so much. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Marty Florence. She is a host, a choreographer, and the founder of Real Talk Community. Thanks so much, Marty. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.